welcome to lap one of the Loose Wheel Nut Podcast. My name is Dean. Um, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast or anything like that, so bear with us. Uh, it's now the con- well the conclusion of the Drivers World Championship in Formula One um, after the Japanese Grand Prix today, which, let's be honest, as a Formula One fan, was an absolute shambles. Um, but pretty much sums up the FIA's... Uh, past discretions really uh, the the last two seasons of being nothing but a joke as a Formula 1 fan sitting watching it you you sort of look back and think wow um, yeah it's let's get into it straight away um, I have made a couple of notes here so if you bear with us so the race results let, let's start with the the race results um, obviously Max Verstappen with another win this season which to be fair to Max is um it's quite impressive to be honest. It was uh, it's been a good season for Max. I think he's had the car throughout the season. And um, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But um yeah. So you know, another win. Um taking his total to the season. Um I'm trying to think. He's he's had fourteen podiums anyway. Um I think this is the most successful RBR car there is. Yeah, now I think that's what I heard on Ted Kravitz's notebook, which was really weird. Why, why Sky decided to have um, saying it was live for Kravitz, and it wasn't. They were showing us exactly the same footage from um, the checkered flag, uh, so that was weird. But um, let us just get back to me. I see it um, a lot, by the way. So just just bear with us while I um, figure this out. That was a deliberate one, by the way. Right, so Max Verstappen won. Obviously, Sergio Perez coming in second after the five-second penalty for Charles Leclerc for cutting the corner, which was re- really interesting. Another another show of um, FIA's amazing credentials right there because within, what, 15 minutes of the race finishing, they decided to give Charles Leclerc a five-second penalty. Everywhere else it takes three, four hours, but no, no. Just to wrap it up, just to wrap the championship up for for Max and Honda in uh, in Japan. But, you know, these things. An amazing result for Esteban Ocon. I think the Alpine's been a really strong, solid car. And it, and it bugs us because I'm a McLaren fan. Um, and it's not it's not, really, it's not really been a successful season for McLaren. Which is which is a bit of a pain. Uh, Lewis coming in fifth. Sebastian Vettel sixth, which... I think if he looks back, he's, he's going to enjoy that result. I think it's quite a... Quite a solid result for him, and fair play at Aston. They've they've had a a, a very tough season. Uh, if you look at the season as a whole, they've got to be disappointed. But the last few races, they've they've picked up the points where they where they could uh, through bad fortune of other drivers, maybe. But they've they've still done the job. They've still managed to to pull it out the bag when they've had to, which is sometimes that's all it's about in Formula One is being in the right place at the right time. Um, seventh place Fernando Alonso, two-time world champion. Uh, you know he, he moves on next season to Aston. Funny enough, um, and I think he's going to reflect on the season a little bit as well. And you know he's he's had some bad luck with reliability and stuff, but good result for him in a in a very weird situation. Obviously, we'll you know I'll I'll pick up on the whole track of things soon. Uh, George Russell, mm, 
Yeah, his first season at Mercedes is, for me, I mean, the W13 is a bad car. It's it's really not a, a, a good car at all. Um, and he's had some amazing performances getting, you know, the top five finishes for, for, I think, the most, I think at the beginning of the season, he was, he was the most consistent guy for finishing the top five. But it's just been one of them seasons where I think if George looks back, he, he'll reflect on that and, and expect more. Personally, I would I would think you would expect more anyway. Uh, and then we get on to Latifi. Latifi finishing ninth ahead of a McLaren. Um, so that I think that takes Latifi off the bottom of the driver's standings. Finally getting some points on the board this season. Two points. Um, and Lando Norris, 10th. And Daniel Ricciardo, 11th. Uh, my team, McLaren, with a pretty much... Let's sum it up. A, a really bad weekend, if we're going to be honest. Um, not, not fun at all. So they got one point, which obviously now I think that that'll knock Alpine back in in front in the race for fourth and the constructors, which is where we want to be. Really, well, I mean, I I genuinely thought McLaren were going to fight fight in the top three position. I I thought there could be a. a um, in there with obviously the with the big boys but there's still a massive step away even even from just Mercedes who you know if we look at Mercedes Mercedes have had a terrible season this season compared to what they're used to and, and we're still miles behind them so crazy Lance Stroll 12th uh, Yuki Tsunoda 13th Kevin Magnussen 14th you know I'm not I'm not going to spend too much time on oh, caught me Got my headphone on the microphone there. Sorry if you got that. Um, I don't spend much time. Valtteri Bottas, Guan Yu Joe, who picked up the fastest lap, uh, which is why I'm sort of a bit confused as to how Max is champion, but we'll get into that. Um, Mick Schumacher, 17th. Pierre Gasly, 18th. Pierre, really not happy, uh, which is understandable. Um, and I think a lot of the F1 community right now aren't happy. Um, Something needs to, you know, they were saying that it was going to be a full investigation, you know, Ted Kravitz at the end of the notebook there. Full investigation, full this, full it, it, Regardless, we've had investigations. Eight years ago, we had investigations. They said this wasn't going to happen again. It was to make sure that these changes in place, and yet here we are, eight years later, at the same track as well. I, I think that makes it even worse. It's the same track as what happened with Jules. Obviously, the. It, it's so frustrating, so frustrating. So I can only imagine, you know, Pierre, a very close friend of Jules Bianchi as well. What, what the the anger is insane. So it, it fair play to him, fair play to him, and I hope he, he pushes them all the way. I, I I think don't be silent, Pierre. You know, we we'll find a lot of the times in these sports and they're restricted on what they can say and how they can say it because of the punishments and stuff. Well. I'm sorry, but the way things are at the moment with the FIA, nine constructors right now shouldn't turn up a quarter, which is crazy to say, but genuinely, what's going on in the FIA? Something needs to change. Something needs to be done. Um, obviously, they're not classified. Carlos Sainz with a huge shunt, which obviously brought out the controversy of the tractor. Um, Alex Albon and Guan Yu Zhou with the fastest lap of a 144-411 on lap 20 um, so it's 
Uh, just a couple of the couple of pointers with the penalties. Car 16, five second time penalty, leaving the track and gaining an advantage. Now, Matteo Bernardo's obviously questioning why they haven't interviewed the drivers because he believes Charles didn't gain an advantage. And when you actually see it, when you see the footage, you can see that Charles doesn't gain any advantage because they pretty much cross the line at the same time. So where there was any advantage gained, I've no idea. I'm not sure. But once again, this is the FIA. This is, for, for me, this is drive to survive support. This is just, oh, it's becoming a joke. It's becoming an absolute joke. Um, in car 10, which is Pierre Gasly, drive through penalty converted to a 22nd time penalty, speeding under red flag conditions. Uh, stewards document number 46. So if you want to go and check that out, you can do. Um, and it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's, um, Race. Let's let's get on the race scrutiny here. And I, I keep catching my microphone. Um, sorry about that. Uh, the following parts have been replaced today at 11:55 and before the start of the race. Uh, oh, these are all the technical delegates' reports. Blah blah. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want the we don't want the official stuff, do we? We want to make stuff up ourselves. Um, yeah. So let's get into some more details. I've got a couple more notes here. I want to talk about so that was race results now the constructor standings let's let's go to that um this is oh that was 2021 sorry getting myself all excited here uh red bull racing obviously clearly going to win the championship of the next race um can't see anything really changing that result um ferrari second and i think ferrari's got to be a little bit disappointed that they're not as close as they should be because at one point Mercedes, who was sitting in third with three hundred and eighty-seven points, they could have they could have had second. Yeah, that that's scary. It, you know, when you look back at the at the season, when you see the beginning of 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 everything going on, for Mercedes to have been so close to Ferrari at one point, that is scary for Ferrari. Um, Alpine in fourth now with a hundred and forty-three points. Uh, McLaren just behind them in 13 point gap of 130 points in 5th and then we're getting to the lower league and it's obviously Alfa Romeo with Aston Martin yeah, catching Aston Martin can I, th- I think they could take 6th here which is obviously massive for for uh, prize money and you know I think the, the start that Alfa had as well really they'll be disappointed with this season so keep an eye on Aston Martin in the next few races to to really push Alpha for that, uh, Haas eh, disappointed. If if I was to be honest, as a as a fan, I like Haas. I like I like the fact it's just a tiny team. It's it's doing its own little thing. But I really hope for more this season. You know, last season no development on the car, or very very little development shows here on the car. Um, so to be sort of mm, not really is pushing as much as I thought they would um, yeah I know they've had obviously some weird decisions, Magnussen with a black and orange flag all the time and stuff like that it's uh, crazy but Alpha Tauri have to be, have to be shaking their heads, have to, I, I mean I sort of came into this weekend sort of right to have a right go at Aston Martin but when you look at the standings, Alpha Tauri's you know, down there not successful at all. They normally, you know, propping up 
sixth, seventh place, but 34 points on the board this season. Massive disappointment for them. And Williams, well, um, not successful at all, is it? I, and you've got to remember, this season it was a it was a restart. It was a reset for all the teams, obviously to to come out with these new regs, to have a go, um, and it just hasn't hasn't worked out for for Williams uh, this season in regards to that, which is a bit bit of a shame, really, because I do. I do like the Williams team. Um, obviously, as a, as a kid of the eighties and nineties, Williams was right up there. Um, you know, Frank Williams and stuff like that. So, a bit of history nostalgia for that one. And driver stands. Obviously, Max Max Verstappen confirmed as champion uh, after the race in Japan. Full points awarded. Bit of um, confusion as to why there was full points awarded. Um, and what the FIA has come out and said is, is that because the race wasn't started and then stopped and then restarted again, that is why there was full points awarded. Because they delayed the start, then they started with whatever time was left on the clock to get the race going. That's why full points were awarded, and that's how Max Verstappen is two times world drivers champion. Um. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of people questioning that. Um, there's a lot of people questioning the integrity of his first championship, which, yeah, I mean, he didn't really win that. He was given it, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so back to the championship. It's amazing because I'm, I'm sitting here seeing George Russell, nee, nee, you know, but he's still ahead of Lewis Hamilton in the championship. Um, 27 points for George ahead of Lewis, which is good. I think, you know, you've you've put a seven times world champion in his place so far this season. Um Charles Leclerc two hundred and fifty two. He's one point behind Sergio Perez in second. Sergio's having a brilliant season really. I mean I know he's dropped off and he's he's got that gap to max, but he's still having a brilliant season. It's good to see him doing so well. Um and then I mean you've got to go down to seventh to find Lando, what's going on? And obviously Daniel Ricciardo just, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't get the I don't get the 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 fanfare for Ricciardo at the minute. I'm not, I'm not sure he he signed for Renault on a mega contract, barely did anything. By the end, he he started picking up a couple of good results, but nothing nothing amazing. And then literally, I mean, he's done nothing at McLaren. He's been schooled by Lando and. Obviously, from there, he's he's had to make the decision. Well, he hasn't made the decision himself. I think McLaren made the decision to get rid of him, and by that point, he's realised there's nowhere else to go. There's, you know, the the top three teams don't need a driver like him. That it, it doesn't work that way, um, and it's really panned out for Ricardo in a way that. Yeah, I mean, I personally believe that you have so many seasons to nail that World Drivers' Championship. You have four or five seasons to really get in there, get about it. If you're in a top team like Red Bull, like Mercedes, you know, like Ferrari, well, hmm, Ferrari, hmm. Charles Leclerc will never be a World Drivers' Champion, by the way. Um, Yeah, you you never, he's never going to win it. He was never going to win it, you know. Um, 
couple of good results for Red Bull. Great racing, great overtakes, some amazing overtakes when he was with Red Bull. Um, those late breaks into the chicanes and stuff, and you know, showing his skill. But yeah, um, apparently he's taking a year out and then see what happens. But there's going to be no way for him to come back to. Um, McLaren have sealed their driver lineup. Alpine looks set with Pierre and obviously Esteban next season. Well, going forward, really, two good young drivers. Aston Martin, maybe, you know, if if Mr. Stroll decides to boot his son. But that, you know, what's the chances of that? Unless Lance just decides to move on from there. Um, yeah, and moving further down the table, we've got Mick Schumacher, whose future's still uncertain. He's 16th in the championship. Bit of a wake-up call for Mick. Uh, obviously, had Mazepin last season. Um, just not the microphone. Had Mazepin uh, last season as his competitor, and he sort of schooled him. But you know, we've we've, we've seen the we've seen what that's about. Um, and then Magnussen's come in this season and showed him what real racing's about and how to, how to go from A to B and it's it's not really worked out for Mick so I can't I can't person well I'd be very surprised if Mick's on the grid next season um, and if he is I think it'll be a blue car not a white one um, and can Haas actually change the livery please it's like I know the rich energy deal didn't work out very well for them but at least the livery was half decent this, this Haas livery is terrible Um. And yeah, so Nicholas Latifi is now 20th place in the Drivers' Championship. And I think that's because he's had more performances than Nick De Vries and Nico Hulkenberg now. So that's why he's, he's jumped the queue to the 20th place. But I mean, it's took him took some, um, some time to get there. So that was interesting. But let's have a look at what else I've got written down. FIA inconsistency. Yes, the FIA, the good old FIA. Welcome to Formula One. Um, I've no idea what's going on, to be honest. Um, rules change, settings change. Um, like I say, Charles Leclerc, five second penalty, 15 minutes after the race, and yet it took them two hours last week or something to determine certain penalties and stuff. Um, obviously, the controversy in Abu Dhabi last year that's still sour in a lot of people's thoughts and minds and then to have this this weekend with tractors on track and people on track while cars are you know flying past them with very limited visibility um yeah there's there's something needs changing at the FIA you know they brought in um they brought in new race directors and obviously that's that to me doesn't make sense having two separate race directors each other weekend and stuff you know you need one man at the job a charlie white and you know even michael massey really it at some point he should be the race director but with like a team behind him to help him make the decisions so that things like abu Dhabi didn't happen again today was a bad day for the fia but to be honest, the past two seasons have been a bad day for the FIA. Um, crucial decisions, certain ways of going about things. Um, you know, a reprimand for Max in um, on the Saturday, and yet, you know, that any other day that's a that's a penalty. And 
so many things wrong with the FIA. You, you know, I could make I could make a full lap of the podcast just on the FIA's um, wh- where the FIA stands, how they go about things. But let's take nothing away from Max Verstappen. Um, I personally believe he deserves this championship more than he did last season. I think his driving last season was erratic. I think it was dangerous. Um, yes, you've got to obviously get your elbows out and you've got to try and um, produce something that's going to put Lewis under pressure. But anyway, on to this season. I'll, I'll maybe do a separate podcast about last season. Um, Max Verstappen has drove unbelievable this season. Um the car looks dialed in and obviously we've got more sort of drama coming on Monday with the budget cap results. That's going to be interesting. But yes, the car looked dialed in. Um, it was interesting to see um, Adrian Newey on the checkered flag and, and he said that they had like a bit of an understeer problem. But once they got to the bottom of that, that's when they've sort of walked away from everybody and they've left sort of Ferrari behind and... Mercedes behind Mercedes never really turned up to be fair but um, yeah so that was that was a good insight from Adrian I, I don't know if he led a little bit too much away there because <laughs> that would explain a lot to maybe the competitors of why they've they've been able to just have this dominant car but that's what Formula 1's about that's what you, you know when we're when Formula 1 fans are frustrated about decisions the FIA make, it's not because, you know, oh, you're a Lewis fanboy or a Mercedes fanboy and the dominance of them didn't bother you then. It's That's not the point. The point is that you have to... If they are dominant, they are dominant because they are doing things that other teams can't do. Now, throughout that process of domination... Everybody questioned it, everybody looked at them, everybody investigated them, but everything came, well, bar Das, I would say Das was a bit of an odd one, wasn't it? Um, but every team came back that it was just a dominant car, that they just got it right. And that would be fine with RBR if they just got it right. Now, if this budget cap comes back and they've spent more money, then they didn't just get it right, did they? They've spent more money than everybody else, and this explains the little advantages they've got. Now, that takes nothing away from Adrian Newey, how successful that car is, because obviously I think Christian Horner was saying it is the most successful Red Bull racing car they've ever had. Um, and obviously with still races to go, that's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird season. It's, an, it's a very odd season. It, it hasn't exactly gone the way I thought it would. I, I think a lot of fans can hold their hands up and and say that I think a lot of fans will, will look at the whole perspective of the season and go wow you know I mean like me as a McLaren fan I'm so disappointed with McLaren really haven't turned up um, a couple, even a couple of the upgrades the mentioned upgrades that oh, we've brought this package and it just hasn't worked it hasn't materialised the way I thought it would you know the, even the new one with the, the AirPods sort of looking a lot more like Red Bulls. Now, it has been determined that the air going through them AirPods isn't working the same way as what, obviously, what the think Red Bulls floor is. But still, um, very disappointing season for McLaren. And I think when we look back as a whole, you sort of got to look at that and go, yeah, I mean, this season... Um, 
just one faster slap for McLaren. One faster slap. Wow, that's that's really bad, you know. Um, not good, but hopefully, hopefully they get a grip of things and then move on from there. So, um, but yeah, this has been lap one of the Loose Wheelnut podcast. Um, thanks for listening. If you have tuned in, if you've lasted this long, I appreciate it. I do see it aim a lot. I know I do, but not bad for me first episode. Lap, sorry, lap. Not it's not episodes. It's laps. So this is lap one. Um, look forward to lap two. Hopefully, start to sound a bit better. But thanks for tuning in. Yeah.